Hey everyone, glad you're back for another episode of looking at the chapters in um, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. Uh, this week we're looking at chapter 6, which is called Casting the Burden, Impressing the Subconscious. And uh, just like always, we're going to go into like the quotes that most stood out to me while reading the book, um, talking about like my own um, spiritual awakening uh, this week. And then I'm also going to talk about, um, she has like a spell in here about casting the burden. And I'm going to talk to you about how that affected me uh, this week as I constantly repeated it every single morning and throughout the day. So um, if you're interested in finding out what or how powerful the spell is, um, stay tuned. So we're going to begin this episode the same way that all the other ones begin um, when talking about the book. I'm going to start with the first line um, in the book because, as always, uh, Shin is just incredible. So let's get into it. When man knows his own powers and the workings of his mind, his great desire is to find an easy and quick way to impress the subconscious with good. For simply an intellectual knowledge of the truth will not bring results. In my own case, I found the easiest way is in casting the burden. And so when you first read this part, it's like, mm, like what's really going on here? Like, I don't really understand, like, okay, like, I know that I'm powerful, and, like, I understand how my mind works now, like, that the subconscious is really just a power, and then my subconscious is the one that directs that power. Um... And so if we're trying to impress upon the subconscious, like how, how do we go about doing that? Because just knowing that we can do it doesn't always bring the results, is what she's saying, that the knowledge of the truth will not bring the results. So then it's like, well, what does? And so she goes on to say that it's casting the burden. And so um, here's like that spell that I was talking to you about. So basically... Um, the spell is, I cast this burden. Oh, so this is an example. It's on page 49. I'll, see, I'll read the example. The example says, I cast this burden of lack on the Christ within, and I go free to have plenty. But you can change this any way that you need it to be. So um, instead of saying a burden of lack, you could be specific. Like if you want to... Um, I don't know, like, lose weight, let's say. Um, because actually I have a whole, like, theory about that, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it right after this. So, um, so let's just say I lose weight. So I cast this burden of... I cast this burden of weight loss on the Christ within, and I go free to lose... to become the best me, or something like that. Um, or to have my, my idea of an ideal body, or, um, I cast this, the burden of, it could be the lack of money on the Christ within, and I go free to have plenty the same way that this one says. Um, honestly, whatever you're going through, whatever that you need, heal, or maybe like something to let go, I cast this burden of letting go on the Christ within, and I go free to live my life 
without these thoughts or something. So isn't that so cool? So well, basically what it's saying is that like, I don't necessarily have to worry about it in my in my conscious state because the thing is if I keep thinking about it, if I keep overthinking it in my conscious state, then I'm going to impress upon the subconscious without without meaning to. Because if it's constantly here in my the forefront of my mind, I'm going to um involuntarily attract unwanted things. Instead, um, I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to cast this burden on the Christ within, on that super conscience. Super conscious. And uh, um, have it be within, and then I don't have to think about it. By saying this to yourself, it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about this because there's another part of me that can worry about this, that can do so much more than I could ever do. And that's the Christ within. Isn't that so powerful? Like, I was freaking out. And the thing is that it actually works. So like I said, I read this chapter probably a week ago. Yeah. I, I, know, I know when I read it. I read it the day that I made, after I made like the follow-up um, episode, I read this chapter. So about a week ago. Um, and ever since then, I've been saying it every day when I wake up. Just to like remind myself like to do all of this. So um, just like the things that are going on in my life, I just like said this quick thing. But then what's also cool is that this is like this is a spell, you know, this is like definitely a spell and they could like I could like feel like the energy run through me when I'm saying it. Um but what's so cool is like that's why I call myself like a Christian witch because then you also see like in the Bible and everything like put your problems onto God like or like don't deal with like your problems like put them onto God like God will take care of them. Um, we see that all the time in the Bible, so like it's so cool because now we're seeing it like the same the same idea in two different perspectives, um, and yeah, I just think that's just so powerful, but um. But yeah, like now that I have um have this awakening and I'm have a more I have more of an understanding of like where God is and like how this whole like, universe works, then it's like yeah, like it's the Christ within. So like of course um God is going to like want to protect us like cuz we are God, you know? So it's just like really cool how everything like comes together. Um trying to decide if I should talk about it now or in a bit um so I think I'm gonna do like my quick my quick theory and then I'll go into the other stuff later okay so the quick theory since I said like weight loss um the thing is like yeah like definitely if you want to lose weight like you want to do it for you like 100% like go for it but the thing is like I don't want the reason why people like lose I, I hate I hate the idea that people lose weight to be accepted by society because I had this revelation that when we're when we're a spirit well after like when we're ready we're starting to get ready to be reincarnated into this life we're going between lives we get to decide everything um I listened to chatting with Candace yesterday um and she was talking to oh my gosh I don't even know her name but um, I'll find it right now. But um, anyway, she was talking about spirit, 
uh, spiritual contracts. And, like, that, honestly, like, I had never heard of that. So I was like, what? Um, so it's with uh, D, I'm going to put your name, I'm so sorry. Diganati Noor. Um, obviously, I'll, put, I'll have this all onto the, um, the website so you can go check out. Like, this is, like, honestly my favorite episode I've ever listened to by Chatting with Candace because they get into, like, the nitty-gritty and, like, so many, like, it just, like, opened my eyes to so many different things. But, um, oops. But, um, but, yeah, so definitely, like, go listen to that one because it, it was just absolutely incredible. Um, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so spirit contracts. Oh, yeah, so when you're in spirit, when you're in between lives, you're, um, you make these spirit contracts, but like, you have to choose who your parents are going to be. You get to choose, um, you make these like contracts, maybe like if your future, if your soulmate is also in that um, like limbo state. Or you could say that you're in heaven at that point too. So there's a lot of places, like we don't know exactly like where you are, but you're somewhere making these contracts, being able to talk to people, being able to decide when the exact second that you're going to be born. Um, I was working, so for Father's Day, I made um, my dad a, um, like, a natal chart explanation book for him, and it, my dad's so amazing because he, he, like, wants to believe in this stuff, but then he also is, like, I'm, like, a man of logic, and I'm a man of science, but the thing is, is that, like, everything is connected, like, you don't have to, like, choose, like, either or, like, you can be both, like, I feel like I'm definitely both, um but anyway so I got it for him and then the thing is that he's also like uh, for his birthday I bought him um the Spanish version of the game of life and how to play it and so he's been reading it and then it was so funny because um we were at dinner and I was talking about like something I don't even know because I oh I know I had like a have a big fear of heights and I was like they wanted to like I don't know but they wanted to like go somewhere with like place of heights and I was like oh I'm not gonna go I can't do it and then he's like are you kidding me like you uh, you gave me this book in there it says like whatever you put your mind to like you can achieve whatever like if you think that you can't do it then you're not gonna be able to do it like and he talked about like the consciousness and like the subconsciousness and like how like I have to impress upon my subconscious and everything and I was just like what like I can't believe I just got got by my dad uh, but the book that I gave him, so it was, like, really cool, um, and then I also gave him, like, The Alchemist, so, like, we've had, like, this discussion about these books, um, but, like, I started him off with The Alchemist, because if you read it and you're not spiritual yet, you can just, it's just, like, a fun story, you know, like, oh, this, like, kid wandering through the desert looking for treasure, you know, like, who doesn't like a treasure book, like, look at the Goonies or whatever, so, um so that's where I started him off but then he actually did see like the spiritual side of it and so that's why I got him this book but that's besides the point the point is um is that as so as a spirit sorry as a spirit you get to decide the exact second that you're born oh so that's what I was going to say is that he um was born they like they they didn't so he was born in Mexico so they didn't have like the exact like birth time um 
And so I really like had to like kind of guess. And it's crazy because just one minute off, he would be a completely different sign. So I really had to like go into um, like look at it like minute by minute to see like, well, where which one really is he? And it, it was like between being a Taurus and a Gemini and a Taurus and a Gemini are like completely different. Um, like a Taurus is more reserved, more, um, like very pragmatic and a Gemini is all about like gaining the information, like talking, like being talkative, outgoing, like, like feel like they're like very different and this is going to be for his rising sign. So literally just by one minute difference, it would distinguish whether he was a Taurus or a Gemini. And so what I think is so cool is that as his spirit, he was able, before he was born, he was able to choose which sign he wanted to be. Like, this is like, this is like your avatar. You had to choose your body. Oh, that's the whole point. It's like you get to choose your body. You get to see all the different ways that your body is going to be in this lifetime. And you get to say, like, this is the body I want. So why would you choose an ugly body? You wouldn't. So the body that you chose is the body that you thought was the most beautiful body when you were a spirit. But then as we grow up, we're like, oh, like looking at other people, like, oh, that body is actually better than mine. Oh, that body is actually better than mine. Like, I want to have that body. But the thing is, is like, we, we chose this one. So, like, we should just be, like, so thankful for it, you know? So, that's why I'm, like, if you want to lose weight, because maybe that is part of your journey, like, to go through, like, a weight loss, and that is going to shape you and, like, be able to heal you um, from traumas or to be able to do whatever it needs to be for you, then by all means, go for it. But I just don't want people to do it because of what society tells them to do. I want them to do it because what they feel inside is what is right for them by divine right, like we learned from Florence Global Shin. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was um, like a really cool revelation that we get to choose our body and we get to choose our personality um, based on the time that we're born because our personality um does get, I don't want to say, how do I say, like, not chosen, it gets, um, yeah, I'm gonna say chosen, I don't know what else to say, gets chosen depending on when we're born, where the planets are, and of course, like, this all makes sense, too, because they each have, like, their own characteristics, and, like, how everything gets moved, but from, from a scientific standpoint, like, I wonder, like, this is so cool, it's, like, how perfect it is, because the way to be able to generalize to like this magnitude would be if it was studied over and over again, you know, like putting more people into into everything, you know, like putting um, getting more data to be able to support these different characteristics of each zodiac sign. Um, and so. Like, I don't know of any studies that do this, but and I, but the thing is, like, it has to be true because it does work. So, like, how, what I'm trying to say is, like, how did we come up with these, like, how did we come up that Tauruses are reserved and pragmatic? 
you know? Or that Leos just want to shine and want the center of attention and want to, like, be over the top and dramatic, you know? So it's like, how how does this, how does this occur? Um, and I think that all this came from, like, the Sumerians. Maybe they did because they were very, um, like, scientific people as well. Or maybe... Um, like, they, uh, the Sumerians talk a lot about how, um, like, different gods, like, came and gave them, or not necessarily gods, but different, like, maybe, like, you call them, like, spirit guides. That's honestly what I think that, like, the Roman gods and stuff were, were just spirit guides, and then, but humans didn't know what else to call them, so they called them gods, because God is just, like, within us, you know? Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to say. And that follow-up one, I say that um, that the Big Bang is God's birth. And I, I take that back. It's, it's the fertil- fertilization of God is what the Big Bang is. So just like after fertilization happens, like with humans or anywhere else, even like we saw it when I was in college, I did, it, I did an experiment with um, sea urchins because they have like very similar... Um, gonads, other gametes. I forgot. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. But um, the sperm and the egg—they're very similar to ours. And so I like did like IVF, like I injected sperm into the egg, and the second that it goes in there, it starts multiplying, and it was just such an incredible thing to see because, um, like that's like how we were created, you know. That we just kept multiplying, kept multiplying, kept multiplying. And so, so yeah, so that's what I think the Big Bang was. So, just, because that's, like, what happened. Like, the everything, like, something, two things collided. We just don't know what those things are. But something, something collided with something. And then everything just started multiplying. And I feel like that was, like, it's the body of God. And now we're just we're just living in it. So, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so okay, I think that was like all the revelations. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like as a soul, um, between lives, you get to choose your body. You get to choose the time of your birth because you at that time you get to like evaluate all of your past lives and see okay like what do I still need to work on um and then on chatting with Candace they talked about how there is an end goal like you you're doing all this to learn all these lessons so that you can reach nirvana and that's like when the cycle stops the cycle of suffering she called it and with that one I don't really know if I believe it because or, okay, so this just kept it in my head. So what I was going to say is I don't really believe it because I feel like the more, because I feel like there's always something to learn. There's always something that you don't know. There's always something that you haven't mastered. And we're only in year 2000, but I guess um, scientists are saying now that humans have been around for 300,000 years. So if that's the case, I guess we do have a lot of past lives. But the thing is, too, is that as a past life, you don't have to be human every time. You could go from human to an animal 
to a plant back to a human like you there's all these different souls in all the different places so yeah I don't, I don't think they necessarily have to be human but um where was I going with this um we don't have to be human but oh so like, I don't necessarily know if there's an end point because I feel like you would just like be raising your consciousness level um and just like be keep moving forward but I guess like there has to be an end to it if you keep moving forward so then what I came into my mind when I was like <gasps> was maybe in this life like this the way that things are set up here there's an end of this to go to nirvana to go to the next like consciousness state so if we look at my like micro macro universe um it says that um just like that we're the body of god like within our body there are like our cells are conscious are conscious but are cautious. Like, I, I don't know why I can't say that word. Like I've literally been practicing and I still, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> conscious. Conscious. See, I can say it perfectly when I say it slow, but then when I try to just like say it in anywhere, it just doesn't come up. Okay, <laughs> anyway. So I really believe that like our cells are consci- conscious. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what I'm trying to say. Okay. And then it just, like, goes on like that. So, like, the organelles inside the cells, they also have a consciousness. And they can, it would be, or, like, maybe, like, we're also in someone, like, yes, in God. But then, like, maybe we're something else. Like, maybe we're not, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, maybe God is within another person or being of some sort. You know what I'm trying to say? So, it just, like, goes on forever and these different things. So, maybe... Um, like, that's how that works. So, okay, kind of like how, like, in Toy Story, let's say, or, like, Bugs Life, or any of the Pixar movies where, um, beings should, I shouldn't talk, do, and have storylines and everything. Kind of like that. Like, we can't communicate with this pillow that's sitting next to me because this pillow is in a different consciousness state, so maybe the pillow has like this whole like thing going on or maybe the pillow kind of like in Horton Hears a Who has this whole like society in it somehow. Um, and that once they reach Nirvana in this state, then they can become part of like our lives in this in like the human state. Does that make sense? <laughs> so that's like what I, what I think might be when we reach nirvana in this one then we'll be able to like become like a different set of beings that we have no that we can't even fathom right now that we can't even comprehend with this human mind because we're just like not at that level yet so so yeah that's like what i what i think about that i'm sorry i got so sidetracked so back to um the book one one <laughs> quote in and i went on a whole long thing all right um so after she talks about like casting the burden she goes on to say a metaphysician this is on page 48 by the way so a metaphysician once explained 
explained it in this manner. He said, the only thing which gives anything weight in nature is the law of gravitation. And if a boulder could be taken high above the planet, there would be no weight in that boulder. And that is what Jesus Christ meant when he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So instead of us holding that burden and carrying on us and impressing upon the subconscious, um, it would be that we give it to Jesus and Jesus can just carry it lightly above the planet, above us. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Again, just one thing and now whole big thing. Okay, so a while ago, I don't even know in what episode, but a while ago, I talked about um, spiritual awakening, kind of like um, the life cycle of the butterfly. So we're caterpillars. So everyone is born. Well, actually, everyone is a spirit, right? And so then talking about like what I learned from yesterday from chatting with Candice, um, it was so we were a spirit. And then when we're babies, we're mostly spirit. Um, and then we have to like re you have to learn how to fit into society and that's when everything goes bad and then we have like our own traumas to work out and everything else. So I lost my train of thought again. Um spirits of our bodies. Oh, okay, so spiritual waking. So we're caterpillars. So after like we've gone through some stuff, we're caterpillars. Um and then something happens in our lives and I feel like the whole planet was ready to to reach a different level and that's why the whole coronavirus thing happened with like the quarantines and everything because it really gave people an opportunity to like look inward and I feel like at least that's what happened um with me and I feel like a lot of people did too like you can see a huge um spike in um spiritual weight um awakeness I don't know how to say that awakenings I don't know um and so then you go into like your chrysalis and then you become a butterfly well I had been a caterpillar for like a year where I knew I was on this journey and as a caterpillar all you want to do is eat 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 and I don't necessarily mean like with food but I mean with knowledge like I was just like give me everything like I like studied the chakras I studied um I worked I did so much shadow work and like this whole podcast began out of that to share all of the knowledge that I was accumulating um so that's like what I did as a caterpillar and then I when I went into my cocoon I kind of shut off from the world like I lost a lot of friends. I mostly was here in this apartment with these four walls, just like here, um, like really going inward and really like how they how caterpillars do it, like literally turning myself into goo in order to create something beautiful, and and now I feel like I. I I really felt like I was ready to, like, come out and be a butterfly. But then I, like, then my anxiety, like, got the best of me. And I started, like, like, I, I, I don't even know how to go at this. Like, 
when you're in the cocoon, and I really believe that this is like what caterpillars feel too, is like you have to shed, you have to, you have to mourn the old you. Maybe, maybe that, maybe I, I, on a, like being literal now, like a caterpillar, maybe they really loved being a caterpillar, you know? But then they had to go through this transformation because if they didn't go through this transformation, then they, like, that. it's like, it's like their journey, you know? Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um... Candace talked about it yesterday, kind of like um, a bowling alley. I think I've talked about this before, too, because I talked about her other episode where she talked about this, her numerology episode. But um, about um, like a bowling bowling alley. So you have like these bowling balls and these like pins and everything. And so you have like this like, you have like a set number of possibilities, but within those possibilities, you could go any which way. And then if you hit a perfect strike then that's like how that'd be like your ideal life and so um with the caterpillar so they don't necessarily have to become a butterfly but then that would not be their ideal life um and so I feel like the whole point of the spiritual awakening is to be able to achieve that ideal life and to learn the lessons that you're meant to learn in this life um and so, so yeah, so I went to my cocoon and I've been in these four walls and now there's only a month, less than a month left than that the house is going to be done. Like today they're installing the cabinets. The house is basically built. Um, and I was having such a hard time. Like I would just cry. Like this whole, this whole week was just like, or the week before was just crying and crying and crying. Like, I know that I want to leave. I know that I have great things ahead of me. Like, I can just feel it. Um, <clears throat> I know, like, that this is, like, the jumping off point, And from here, it's just all going to go up. Like, this is, this is the time. This is the time to become a butterfly. But I was just so scared. And it was just crazy because I never, I've never been scared of anything like this before. Um, like people say like when you start a new job or when you start a new school or anything like that or a new relationship that you get scared and I've never really been scared um, ever until now and well actually the one thing that scared me was my husband and that's why I ran away I broke up with him because I was, I was scared. I was like, you're too perfect. Like, you, there has to be something wrong with you. I'm leaving. So I broke up with him. And not even. And then I flew to London. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gone. Flew to London. The whole airplane. I was like, why did I do that? Like, I need him now. And then the second I landed, he had already texted me. <clears throat> and then a month later, we were engaged. So, um, so I think, yeah. So that was the only thing that scared me. And so, like, now, like, this thing, like, to, like, leave the apartment to, like, move on and everything was like really scaring me um and then when I thought that I was ready to become a butterfly then like the death of me uh, like the old me oh that's what I was saying like the caterpillar when they learn the chrysalis 
they have to come to terms with the fact that when they come out, they're not going to be the same that they were when they came in. And they, they must, I know that they have some, they have to have some conscious, some, con, I don't even know, consciousness, consciousness, to be able to understand that. That they're not going to be what they were when they came in, but they're going to be so much better. But what if they were comfortable with being a caterpillar? You know? So, anyway, um, yeah, so I had to come to terms with it that when I leave here, I'm not going to be the same person that I was before. I really had to have to mourn that, that old me. And then I saw this TikTok that she's, that it was like, the question was, it was a stitch. So the question was, what is something about like a spiritual awakening that you wish you were told before? And it was funny because one of them said the same thing I was talking about, like you have to mourn your old self. Um, but then another one said, and these are both on my For You page. Like I didn't like go and like look up the stitch. Like they both came separately. I was like, oh, that's cool. So that's how you know it's meant for you. Um... But um, the other one said that you have to, that's something that you wish, I like lost, I can like see her face, but I forgot what she said. That um, you, what is something that you wish you were told? Oh my gosh, it's completely escaped me. When you come out, a butterfly... Nope, it's completely gone. I'll put it on the website. I'll go look for it. I'll put it on the website so you can see it because it was like pure gold, but I completely do not know what it was. But anyway, um, so where was I? Coming out to be a butterfly and then... So the point is that I just really had to like come to terms with the fact that I was no, no longer going to be the old me and that I was going to be the new me and that, oh, point of no return. That's what it is. So she was talking about there's a point of no return that things that like the all of like the, the negative things like the anxiety, depression, all of that kind of stuff. Like once you reach this point of no return in your spiritual awakening, that it'll make no sense to you why you ever thought that way. Like, your your brain is literally changing, like, um, neurons that, wi- that fire together, wire together, or vice versa, whatever it is, um, that there will be a time where your brain is literally completely different, that those neurons won't fire together anymore. Isn't that crazy? But they will literally not fire anymore together, and so... There's no way for you to even be able to think back to how you used to be. And that all goes with coming out of your cocoon or chrysalis, whatever, and becoming a butterfly. And like I said, I was having a really, really hard time with this. And then I looked at the vibration chart that I talked about on that Thoughts and Growth episode and I was in, I was still in the willingness phase, but I was already done with, I was like, I was basically done with the willingness phase. 
Like, I'm willing to put in this work. I'm willing to do all of this. I needed to get to the acceptance phase, but I just could not get there. I could just not find acceptance or do anything like that, you know? Um, And so I, so then I read this book, this chapter, Casting the Burden. And so I just cast that burden onto, onto Christ, like, I, I, I didn't know how to deal with it anymore, and I was just, like, making things really bad. Uh, my car broke down randomly. Like, I have a 2017. Like, it should not be breaking down, you know? But, and I knew, I knew when it happened that it was my thing. Like, I knew. Oh, man, it's a whole other thing. See, a lot of things happened this week. <laughs> um... Okay, I have to say this one really quick. Man, I'm sorry. This I'm all over the place today, but it's like completely worth it, I promise. But um So, with that one, it's just, it's really quick. With that one, I um so on that thoughts and growth episode, I talked about um like the ego but things being done to you rather than when you are enlightened then it's like things being done by you and I feel like I didn't really talk about that well enough so I wanted to um, go over that again really quick I'm like pulling it up okay so the ego things are done to me so this is like when you're upset that someone lied to you, you're like, you did that to me. Like that hurt me. What you did hurt me kind of thing. This was done to me. So that's your ego. That's your ego being bruised. So then we move up to linear mind. So things are being done by me. So this is the way I saw it was like the um, attraction, like the law of attraction, all of that. So I'm putting out these good things. So the good things are going to happen to me because uh, they're by me like I'm the one that was like I don't say like in control but like by surrendering it was done by me kind of thing then we have the spiritual reality things are done through me so this is like when you allow the Christ within to uh, to do what it needs to do you know so just like so that's like from the casting the burden thing casting the casting the burden onto Christ um, within, and then now you're freely, you can do whatever you want, because that's your consciousness, but, um, so this is done through me, so allowing the, the Christ within to just come out, so that's your spiritual reality, and then the enlightened states are things done as me, and so the as me part is, like, I, I'm the one that did this, like, I'm a powerful being, and, if someone did me wrong, it's because I, I, I did that wrong to me so that I could grow, so that I could heal, so that I could move, so I could vibrate at a higher rate or higher frequency, if you want to put it that way. So isn't that so interesting? So it's just like the way that you see the world. That's what this it means, the scale, this scale of consciousness. consciousness I said that right so like this is what um this is how like you view the world and so I have really been focusing this week on seeing things done as me like why did I do that to myself why did I do that and I it always makes sense 
So it was just, like, mind-boggling. Um, so that was, like, the really quick tidbit that I learned um, this week. So I wanted to say that. Okay, so back to the burden. Okay, so my story. So I was having a really hard time to become a butterfly, and it just, like, wasn't really working out for me, and I didn't really know, like, what I had to do. And then Mercury finally left retrograde yesterday, or the day before, or whatever. And I literally felt lighter. And I could, like, think more clearly, and everything just made more sense around me. And and then my sister sent me this thing from the Pattern app, and it was like, Mercury is finally out of retrograde. Like, you're going to feel lighter and everything. And I'm just like, that's literally what I just said. Like, I just texted her that. So it was really funny. Um... And, and then we're also no longer in Gemini season. So Gemini season's like all like, I feel like very wishy-washy when I'm in Gemini season. Like, I want this, but I want that. But then like, I kind of want like, I don't know. I just like flip-flop a lot in this thing. And so it's like, do I want to come out of my cocoon? Do I not want to come out of my cocoon? Um, it's just like a bunch of different things. So that was like Gemini season. So then the second I woke up yesterday... Um, I, um, I don't know what, I, I think I was on, like, the Sanctuary app, or some kind of spiritual app, or maybe it was on Instagram, I don't really remember, but the point is that it said, we're in cancer season now, like, go into, um, some water, so river, some natural water, river, lake, ocean, to, like, cleanse yourself of the Gemini, um, season, and I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. And the thing is that I had already had plans to meet with my family, but then I told you my car broke down. So then I was like, man, like, should I go? Should I not go? Um, and then we were at like, so like I said, the house is going to be done in like a month. And so we're like scrambling to make sure we have enough money for the down payment to make sure that we have enough money for furniture, for appliances, for everything that we need to buy um for the house and so we were really scrambling and I'm like hey it's gonna cost money to go down to the beach it's going and then I don't know if my car is even gonna make it um and so it was like this whole thing and then I realized like not going would be out of fear and I've said this so much on this podcast never do something out of fear Always do something out of love. If you do it out of love, it's going to work out. And I feel like that's like what the casting the burden spell is about too for this chapter in the book. Like I cast the, I, so I cast the burden onto Christ and I went. And it was incredible. Um, first of all, driving down, it started pouring rain. I'm like, What? I guess, like, the June, June gloom is real. Like, we don't get this in California. <laughs> but, yeah, it started pouring rain. And I get to the beach, and it was perfect. Like, I found a spot right away. Um, I got a really good parking spot. And I I got down there, and my mo- I met with my family. And my mom had bought me, like, a California burrito, like, from San Diego. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible because we don't, we don't have those up here. And, um... And so I ate just, like, a little bit, but then, like, the ocean kept calling me. And I knew that I had to go in, especially after seeing that, like, whole, like, cancer season, like, get into water. 
But then it was like, then they were all my, my whole family, they were all cold. They were like bundled up with like sweaters and everything. And I was, I was going to be in a bikini, you know, I'm like, oh, do I really want to go in the water? But I'm like, yeah, like I really have to go. So I went in of course it's freezing, but I'm like, no, like just dive in. Just, I kept telling myself, just dive in. You can do this. So I dive in and then the current kept pulling me and I was like, what is wrong with me? Because no one like there were some kids that were there the current wasn't pulling them there were some like guys like boogie boarding the current wasn't pulling them it was just pulling me and I'm like what is going on and I kept resisting it and I'm like man what is going on with me so then finally I'm like way far away and I'm like no look I have to get out of here like I'm gonna be like sent far far away so I get out and I like start walking back and mind you this is the first time I like I thought about it, I'm thinking about it now like after the fact but this is the first time that I didn't really care I, didn't, I wasn't self-conscious about my body at all I'm like yeah like I'm in a bikini and like this is my body and like I love my body like it's able it's I'm able to do all these amazing things because of my body and like that was the first time that I felt literally no shame no guilt nothing from wearing a bikini at the at the beach and um and so then uh, I went over so I walked over to my family and then I was like you sure you guys don't want to get in like it's really warm and they're like no like it's cold like da 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 I'm like, okay. Uh, and they're like, yeah, I think it's like getting it time to go soon. And I'm like, what? Like, how long were they there? They were like, you were there for 40 minutes. I'm like, what? It literally felt like I was there for 10. Um, but I was like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, well, let me just go into like the water just like one last time. So I start walking to the water. And then it just like came over me. This like sense of like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then there was, like, a voice in my head, and it was, like, are you sure you're ready? Like, are you sure that you're ready for, like, the craziness of life, like, the good and the bad? Are you ready for all of it? Like, are you sure you're ready to become a butterfly? And I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. And I was, like, yeah, like, I'm actually ready. Like, I'm ready for all of this. I'm no longer scared. Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm accepting. I'm ready. Oh my gosh, I'm going to start crying. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? <sighs> so, I, um, so I go in, I start walking into the water, and it just feels so amazing. And it's no longer pulling me. I can just easily walk in. And then I start swimming in it, and it's, it's like I'm swimming in a pool. Like, it's like so calm. And it's no longer tumultuous. It's no longer pulling me. I feel just like at ease and then this wave comes over me I, I I swim underneath um and then then I see the wave and like this is the wave this like this this is it like you're becoming a butterfly you're gonna come butterfly when this wave hits you and so the wave is coming I swim underneath the second I come out I felt like I was like newly baptized and the second I come out, the clouds, <laughs> the clouds, like, start dissipating, and the sunbeams shine through. And it's, like, literally the second that I come out, and I became a butterfly. 
and and it was just like the most amazing feeling ever like I really felt like I was just like radiating like this yellow glow around me like it was so incredible um so I go back to my family and then of course they're complaining that their son (laughs) so my mom was like oh um like wow like the sun comes out right when we're about to leave (laughs) and it's like yeah but like it was because of me like the sun came out as me going through like that whole like things done to me by me through me as me like the sun came out because I came out I came out of my cocoon and then um the last time that my sister was in town we were driving this is in Encinitas and so we were driving in Encinitas and we saw like this little cute it's called Soulscape um shop and I'm like oh like I really want to check that out but we were running late that day so I'm like we can't so we went to the shop this time and I had been looking for tarot cards but I always said like I want the tarot cards to come to me I don't want to like look them up on Amazon or do anything like that like I want them to find me like the perfect ones will be for me um and so we go to this shop and it says bookstore and I was like "Mm," like okay but I still went inside and because like you're still like always like a bunch of books and of course they had Florence Scovel Shins um the game of life and how to play it I was like guys this is the book this is the book that I'm reading um and um they had a lot of crystals and it was such a cool little shop and then I'm like, oh, but I don't really see any tarot cards. My mom walked on this other side of the store, and they had, like, a lot of jewelry with stones on it. Um, but I really didn't see any tarot cards, and so then I just started, like, looking at books. Then this woman, because I had always, like, pictured in my head, like, exactly what these tarot cards were going to look like. And I knew they were going to be golden, but I didn't necessarily know, like, like how. I just knew that they were going to be golden in some way, some fashion. And so this woman is holding these tarot cards and they're golden on the edge but they're like multicolored on the front and I'm like the gold is what like caught my eye and I'm like those like there's there are tarot cards here so then I walked over the whole shelf is tarot cards I'm like what and so I looked at the ones that she was looking at because those are the ones that caught my eyes like oh maybe these are the ones that are meant for me but then like I felt them I didn't really feel anything then it was like shining at me these golden tarot cards and it was like what and then I touched them and I like felt like my whole body was like extra glowing when I touched these cards and I'm like oh my gosh like these are the cards these are the ones that I've been looking for and you know what they're called literally golden tarot cards like what (laughs) So, so, yeah, so I got those cards, and, and so, yeah, so I just think that it's so incredible how, how, like, everything, like, came together, like, the second that I became a butterfly, the second that the manifestation, like, came true with, like, my tarot cards, you know, or also, um, and I really talk about this stuff because it, like, it's kind of, like, personal, but... I guess it's all about, like, being open and honest, right? So, um, I haven't been on birth control since 
like January 2019. So two years, more than two years now. Um, and yet I'm not pregnant. And so my husband and I have been like trying to like have a baby and it just like really hasn't been working out. And it was just like, it gets like really disheartening after a while, you know, like, am I ever going to be able to conceive? Um, and then I started getting like really bad, like pressure in my forehead. And so I went to an acupuncturist and so I went he it was like a like a doctor consultation they're like okay so like um where does it hurt like what's going on and then they always ask like when's your last menstrual cycle and I was like um like two years ago <laughs> and then I thought that I had um I'm gonna butcher this probably but it's like PCOS so I thought I had that because my sister has it um but when I went to the doctor, they were like, you're fine. They checked my uterus. Everything was fine. Um, and so I told, I told this all to the acupuncturist. And he's like, I think you have a blocked chi. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. I think you have a blocked chi. And I think I talked about this when I was doing the sacral chakra um, episode that... Like, I felt that something wasn't right there, but I didn't. But I felt like my sacral chakra was balanced. But, like, I, like, still had all of these different, like, blockages. And I, I couldn't understand it. And I had never looked into chi blockages. And then when I read about it, I'm like, yeah, like, this is what I have. And I think it came from, like, again, a place of fear. Like, when I met my husband... Like everything was just so perfect, and, like, I felt like I wasn't worthy of, and so I, like, blocked myself, and, and so now that I'm a butterfly, the second, so, the, so I found my tarot cards, and so I'm in the shop, and then my sister, she finds, I don't even know what they're called, they're, like, they're, like, little, like, fossilized shells, but they're, like, iridescent, I don't really know how to describe it. But, um, she's like, look, these are, these are chi unblockers. I'm like, what? And then, um, yeah, like everything was just like coming together. Um, when I was finally able to accept, um, being a butterfly. And so it's just like been so magical and and yeah oh yeah so the whole thing the burden so the burden so I'm in so this is when I'm in the ocean so I'm in the ocean and then I kept like when I was swimming I kept feeling like my shoulders feeling like so heavy and I kept looking like do I have like a piece of seaweed on me or like what is going on because I literally felt like like heavy on my shoulders and and I think that was like the burden that um, Florence Govalshin is talking about. That burden, that, that boulder that we hold on ourselves, that then we just need to give it to Christ to lift it above us, and then it just disappears. And so the second that I was able to accept that, and I did become um, a butterfly, the, the heaviness went away. 
So I just think that's so incredible. Oh my gosh, and it's already been almost an hour. And I am still on the first page of this book. So I guess it's going to have to do a part two. Um, but I probably won't do it till tomorrow or the next day. But we'll definitely still get through the book. But I just really wanted to share like what went on um, in my life this week. Through, because of this, because of this spell, like I said, I've been saying it now for about a week, so, um, so yeah, it's, like, super powerful, and so I definitely invite you to, um, to try it out, um, this is all on the first page of chapter six, so we get a lot more, um, wisdom throughout the chapter, and so I'll have to do that one in a part two, so I'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Have a wonderful day. I was going to say week. That's why I paused. So have a wonderful week and day. All right. Bye.